Ba -dum, ba -dum. I need to get back to the place I yes. belong to. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Marco Radio. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got. Do you have a thing to say? Yes. Okay. Well, if we got the full crew, myself, Tyre, Max, Tanner, Max, you back? I'm Chris. back, baby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you asked last week. He was working a real job. Yes, but it's all good. <laughs> Who needs a real job? Yeah. Optional. <laughs> Man, look. I need money in my pocket. I don't know what you're talking about. True. All right. Before we get started, uh, Marco students, spring is around the corner and graduation is closely behind it. Are you ready for your next step in life? Is your resume and cover letter ready, professionally fit, and easily noticeable to employers? Do you know how the interview will possibly go or what to wear? If not, schedule an appointment with the good people over in Career Services. They'll help you with creating a resume and cover letter that stands out from the crowd. Furthermore, Career Services will assist in helping you put your best foot forward in your interview with any employer you face. Summer's coming and internships are already accepting applications. Steer your future endeavors in the right direction and better your chance at landing that dream job by talking with the good people at Career Services to schedule. Talk to the desk clerk in the Student Success Center in College Hall. Man, I, if I can just pump your tires a little bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I I'll come across Tyre, you know, on campus, and you know he's he's got something nice on. Like today he's got a collared shirt on, yeah, sweater, and I'm just like, yeah, I wear sweatpants every day, <laughs> every day, and I'm just like, all right. Do you do you know how much I want to wear sweatpants? Seriously, uh, a, a lot. It's really not that hard. You put, you put the pants on the same way. And before we even get started, a um, couple shout-outs. I know we have some fans down at Tuskegee University, Rowan. Rowan University and Rutgers University, I appreciate the love and support. We definitely do. We appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. We, we thank you so much. The show is growing. Take an hour out of your day. They probably listen five minutes. <laughs> that was a real sincere thank you right there. It's awesome. We shouting out everyone? Let's yes, we are. Hi, Absolutely. Mom. Hi, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> All right, now let's get to the nitty-gritty. Y'all heard it. Deshaun Jackson. Welcome home, baby. Back Man, in the green. Deshaun. Not, I know y'all chomping at the bit. I know we got stuff to say. Oh, and another thing before we get started. Uh, free agency officially starts in one minute. So... <laughs> we, we can have anything. So, listen, oh, anything can happen. This so, is exciting. <laughs> when you hear this sound... Hold on. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, Covering up the dead air. <laughs> What's the problem now? When you hear that sound, that's the breaking news sound for back sports, back street sports. Oh, All right? I like it. Because any and everything can happen. Yes. All right. Now, Deshaun Jackson, everybody go, because I know everybody has an opinion. Hey, they only gave up a sixth and a seventh. I'm happy. They actually only gave up a seventh. Oh, okay. I misread something ne or was told wrong things. They gave up, um, didn't they give up a 2020 draft pick? For DJ, I will confirm. It was a 2020. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Last time he was on the team, it seemed like he was sort of a locker room problem at the end. 
and that's why Chip got rid of him. But we can't really like depend on what Chip thought because he got rid of everybody. Yeah, and that's my whole thing. I, yeah, it, I, don't, I don't really know what the story is. So. It is Chip Kelly at the end of the day. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe he wasn't so much the problem. When I say he, Jackson, yeah. not Chip Kelly. Yeah, Chip Kelly was the problem. Yeah, Chip, Chip Kelly was a serious problem. Well, let's talk about the Sean Jackson, the football player, and not the man. Yes, uh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I like the move a lot. Let's I like bringing him back. Let's get to the facts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Facts. Yes. Let's get to the facts. That Go was ahead, man. F-A-X facts, man. Yes. Don't go um, No, I, I think, you know, last year. Don't get your facts <laughs> <laughs> Last year, last year, you know, we were supposed to have Mike Wallace, our deep threat. And obviously, we all, all know how that worked out. You know, he got hurt uh, week two. And, and we kind of went the rest of the season without one. So, I think, um, I know he's 32 years old now. And. You know, coming towards the end of his career, but I do think that you know, hopefully with a healthy Wentz, um, he's going to be able to stretch the field. And you know, the goal for every defense every year is don't let him get over your over your head, over the head. You know, don't get over the top. The secondary wants to you know keep him locked down. And every year, there's always a couple games where he has those big deep catches. Yes. Um, you know, and, and again, the talent too. I mean, he's better than Torrey Smith, better than Mike Wallace by a lot. He's better hands. Um, oh, for sure. Faster. I, I just think it's a great move. And um, the money. Was the only thing I had a question mark about. I mean, we gave him an extension, three years, twenty-seven million, yeah. um, and a big chunk of that I think was guaranteed money. So I don't know if I would have went that far with it. Um, but again, just just to have another offensive weapon like uh, like the Sean on our team, it, it's going to be fun to watch. But I feel like this, like you described all the right receivers that we've had to, you know, bring in and try to replace that speed. Yeah, and. They haven't stayed around long, where they really haven't done yeah. the same thing that Deshaun Jackson did. What Deshaun Jackson did was define the definition of a deep threat receiver. Mm-hmm. And since you know Chip Kelly got rid of him, we were never ever able to replace that. And like you said, right. just him being on the field is going to free up so many things. First mm-hmm. off, you can't stack the box anymore. No, because if you stack the box, you're leaving Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey wide open. Well, not wide open, but one on one with a single high safety, and that safety has to pick somebody. Yeah. Because then you still have Zach Hurts in the middle of the 100%. field. That's and then you're making a good point there too. Because I think the way I don't want to be have, have just be like a one trick pony type thing with yes. our offensive receivers, right? So I like the fact that we got a speed threat on the outside. We have a big, tall kind of go get it type of receiver. You throw the ball to him, he'll go up and get an outside yes. Jeffrey. We got a stud tight end, and then the Aguilar gets to move back into the slot. I feel like we we got everybody has their own skill set, and they can all hurt you in so many different ways now. The only thing that's left to fill in our offense, in my opinion, is the running back position, yeah. right. which we could oh, do yeah. through you know whatever happens with free agency and uh, maybe the draft even. Now, no. you were talking about um, Nelson Aguilar. Um, what do you think about him as far as either staying on the team or letting him go, freeing up that 10 mil? Um, I know I've seen a report saying that actually since it's 4 o'clock, his, his cap hit is actually official. So his salary counts against a cap now because they didn't do anything with him. At least it's not reported that he's done anything up to this point. I don't have a problem with it. It's just an extra weapon. And, you know, what was it, nine-point-something nil cap hit? Yeah, about nine million, yeah. I mean, that's not— Terrible. No, it's It's not not terrible. terrible. It's not something I'm going to lose sleep over. So, you know, I don't mind that. Like I said, that's an extra weapon. And also, you know, I'm excited about Deshaun Jackson returning. But at the same time, I also recognize that at this point in his career, he does have nagging knee injuries, leg injuries, hamstring injuries, things like that. Those things add up. So you still need that extra guy just in case, you know, in your in your on your roster Mm -hmm. to, you know, replace not necessarily replace that, but at least fill in. 
One thing I will say about Nelson Aguilar is I've seen progression with him personally the last couple of seasons. I remember a couple of years oh, ago yeah. we were playing Seattle. Oh, I don't know gosh. if anybody remembers this play where he lined up off sides, caught a big long 80-yard yes. touchdown bomb. From uh, or it was more of a catch and run from uh, I don't even it was once quarterback yep. that season. Yeah, and uh, I know what play and, and everybody. About. I mean, there was weeks where he was. I think he was crying in the locker room during an interview because I think all just the Philly fans were getting on his back so much. What well deserved, but yeah, I just I've seen progression, especially the Super Bowl run that we all went on. He had a good season that year. Last year he had a, another solid productive season. And again, he he didn't, you know, wow anybody. He's not putting up crazy numbers like a number one receiver. But in the slot position, you know, he's quick. He's shifty, mm-hmm. and I, I just think he's fine there. I know that the nine million what you were saying. I know it's it's not terrible, but again, it's still a ten million dollars we could have in our pocket. But right, we could um, be play, paying uh, maybe a running back. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, but again, who's who's another right. option? That would that would be the other question. Yeah, that's receiver. the only thing. Yeah, in the slot, yeah. the slot receiver. There's very few guys left. Yeah. And let's be honest here. Um, I believe, especially with the, the, the with the addition of Deshaun Jackson, we do have two very very skilled tight ends in Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that the Eagles are going to employ a more or less a 12 personnel look where you have one back on the field, two tight ends. And, you know, those two guys, Goddard and Ertz going over the mm-hmm. middle, you can't, you still can't stack the box because Deshaun Jackson's out there. Yeah. Now we have the option to run. Carson Wentz has the option to run. Mm-hmm. It frees up so much just having that deep threat. Right. So, I mean, the slot, so really the slot receiver, to be honest with you, it really kind of depreciates now in this offense yeah. in, a, in a certain yeah. way. I actually have one thing about you guys for Goddard real fast. Um, I just – when we drafted him the second round, I know we lost Trey Burton um, and Selleck. But, you know, I don't know – looking at, at the first season at least, I don't know if that was a, a great draft pick. I think we could have used – in the second round especially, maybe no lineman or somebody. Because um, we really didn't use two tight end sets last year a lot. No, you know? no, so not really. No. He, he, he made a couple of good plays where we are like, okay, good, good catch or like nice touchdown grab. But – Nothing to be like, oh, man, this guy's going to be a core piece for the future. You know what I mean? I, I think we could have used a different position, especially looking at where, how, our, how we're positioned now. Maybe we could have used a linebacker, a solid linebacker in a second round last year. Um, and what's I, your guys' opinion on that? And I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, like, like you said, honestly, when we drafted Dallas Scott, that's immediately what I thought. I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. oh, man, we're going back to old school football, yeah. 12 personnel. This is my type of football. Yeah. I hate this, you know, 11 personnel spread offense crap, to right. be honest with you. Yeah, let's go some – Let's play some man football, you yeah. know, mano y mano, one-on-one. And it didn't really happen that often. But I think with this addition, I I can't see any other way of them not implementing this even more. You think you're going to go two tight ends? That's, you'll see more I of that do. this year? I do think so. Yeah. Because now you have that option. Oh, okay, you want to stack the box? Oh, okay. Alshon. Deshaun. Yeah, one-on-one. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, Ertz go over the middle. Dallas got to go over the middle. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, now, oh, now y'all want to play two... Two safeties in the back? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Run that football up the middle. I don't care who it is. Yeah. It frees up a lot. Even even with the lack of skill running backs that we have. Yeah. They and can also even the look blocking, too. I don't know if the blocking for both Ertz and Goddard is subpar. I mean, Ertz, they yeah. get a little well, bit better Goddard, last year. Goddard's but. a little bit better of a blocker yeah. than Ertz is. Ertz yeah. has improved. I still would like to see more effort from Ertz. Yeah. But God, Dallas Goddard came into the NFL being a, a pretty decent run right. blocker. Right. So that part I'm not worried about. Right. Zach Ertz still need to improve on yeah. his block. Blo- it's, it, the blocking is just an effort thing. You know, we talk about that with basketball players. We see James Harden never playing defense because yeah. he's just like, you know, I'm yeah. going to save it for my 60 points a night. So um, that all comes down to effort, and, and the coaches will get on him for that. Yeah. Um, another 
Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but Stefan Wisniewski, who was benched this year, he's not coming back with the team. He right. sent out a heartfelt letter. Um, he's not going to be back with the team. So I actually, you know, I liked him. I liked his game. You know, he was a good, serviceable guard. He was reliable. So, you know, my hat's off to him. Um, the, one, the one signing that actually surprised me was Jordan Hicks signing with Arizona for all that money. Yeah, twenty million yeah, guaranteed. That man, they they paid him a lot, and the reason why I'm so shocked is because of the fact that he was often injured here, and last year, even though he did play, he lasted a full—I won't say he lasted a full season, but he did play more games, you know, this season than he has in seasons past. But his injury history speaks for itself, and last year he didn't play that well, in my opinion. My humble opinion, he he wasn't the Jordan Hicks I was used to seeing. So I was kind of shocked when they gave him all that money. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was a good player for us. And, yeah, we now we do need to look at linebackers in the draft because I, I, I honestly think that the Eagles don't really value the linebacking position like that, which I think in this defense it's really even more important that you have linebackers that can, you know, fill the gaps in stop the runs and cover those tight especially cover those tight ends. Tight ends have been exposing us for the last couple of years. So that linebacker position is very is very important. Bradham and, Bradham, I mean, he's like our only real key yeah, guy right now at, yeah, at the moment. Bradham, right? Bradham was the is really our only linebacker. Right. There's that, other options there, but nobody you just say, okay, Bradham's in there, plug him right in. So that's another position you obviously got to look at in the draft, maybe running back, linebacker, and I still, I still say maybe a safety or two. Oh, yeah, corner. definitely safety. Yeah. Especially when you see, you know, what defenses are doing now. They're playing more, you know, three safeties. Yeah. And for real, for real, that third safety is really like just another linebacker. Yeah. Got Rodney McLeod coming back next year. Hopefully he gets back from injury. Yeah, yeah. That will be big. I truly hope that he comes back and he really comes back to form because he was, he was definitely truly missed on yeah, that defense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this trade, it didn't surprise me. But it kind of did when Michael Bennett was traded to the Patriots for the seventh-round pick that eventually landed us to Sean Jackson. Now, once again, I liked Michael Bennett, and I liked what he brought to the team. Yes, sir. Y'all know how I feel about sacks. Y'all know I value sacks more than I value pressures. Michael Bennett had nine sacks, and basically he went on Good Morning Football and basically said, I go to whatever team that pays me, and he basically – he basically stated that he wanted a raise. Right. And I can't get mad at that because you give Brandon Graham a three-year, $40 million contract extension. You know, where's mine at? I, I right. had more sacks right. than him. Right. I had double the sacks than yeah. him. Four and a half to nine? Yeah. I would want my money, too. So I'm not mad at him for saying those comments. And in the NFL, with your career is short, go ahead and get that money. Michael Bennett, I think, in my opinion, is a better football player in general than Brandon Graham. And I love Brandon Graham. Right. I mean, we all love Brandon yeah. Graham, how good he is yeah. and how good he's been for the city since yeah. he came here. He's an underrated um, player. But, I mean, man, he four sacks last year, and, he, and we're paying him to, to get to the quarterback. He got there four times last year, and he played 16 games. Not exactly. like no injuries or anything, right? Nope. So, I mean, three years, $40 million, I thought for Brandon Graham was just a bad contract. I know we all love the guy, but that money could have definitely went somewhere else, in my opinion. I mean, I, I know Michael Bennett, we got, but we really didn't get much for him. Fifth-round pick. Um, no, I, not really. I just didn't. I didn't like – I mean, I like Brandon Graham as a person and as a football yes, player, of yes. course, definitely. I just didn't like the contract that we gave him. No, I think it was much because – I think it was really too much because of the simple fact that you're paying him pass rusher money. Yeah. And he's not putting up pass rusher stats. Right. I pay that money to pass rushers to get hit to quarterbacks. Get to quarterback, exactly. I don't – you know, don't get me wrong. Brandon Graham is an underrated run stuffer. He mm-hmm. does very good in a run game and his gap gap discipline. 
But once again, this is a passing lead, and I'm about getting sacks. Right. I understand what you were saying about him wanting a pay raise. He didn't want a pay cut. He wanted a pay raise. I mean, understandably so. He outplayed Brandon Graham, and he saw Brandon Graham get all this money for what? It, it, for yeah. what? And like you were saying, I think last show, they're showing more towards loyalty than how they're actually playing, yeah. how these guys are playing. Like Brandon Graham had that, what, one forced fumble, and that was late, and that was that in was, the playoff. That yeah, was that was the, the playoff game, game in the Saints. Forced fumble, and we couldn't even, we couldn't, we didn't even fall on that. But Michael Bennett had two and nine sacks. Yeah, 100%. It, it kind of reminds me of the Phillies, you know, when we won the World Series, mm-hmm. then we gave Howard yep. that huge contract, Rollins and his guys, right. and they only had, we, we paid them, what, five, six, seven years down the road. They really only had like two, three years left in the tank, so... Um, Obviously, those were multiple key players for the Phils, but for for just one move, um, as much as we all love Brandon Graham, I just don't think uh, not that he didn't. Des- I don't want deserving mm-hmm. for because he made so many big plays for us in his throughout this career, and he still he'll make more, you know, in the next three right. years with us. Um, so, so I'm saying he didn't deserve it, but I'm, no. I'm just saying I just think it was a little too much. It was right. a little too much because that money could be really allocated towards other places right. um, to fix other positions. Because now, you know, now you're strapped for you know maybe a position that you could have filled like linebacker, yeah. um, safety, running back, um, even backup lineman. But now you allocate that money towards a pass rusher that only put up four and a half sacks. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, really not producing as much as he should. No, not really. And speaking right. of pay cuts, man, y'all know how I feel about Jason Peters. Y'all know that is – he's not my all-time favorite Eagles good. player. But he is my current favorite Eagles player. And the simple fact that he's going to be here – for another season, and he took a pay cut to stay here, dude. I'm hyped. Yeah, the bodyguard's back, baby. Big move. Yep. Bodyguard is back. I love. Uh. Really, <laughs> I, I. That's not the reaction I was expecting from you. Really, I was expecting a just move on at this point. Like I thought you were. Ups- I thought you were going to be upset by that. Honestly, if he would have stayed with the team at the cap number. Okay. that he commanded, then I would have said, yeah, he needs to go. Right. Especially if he's not considering, you know, taking a pay cut, considering the fact that he's not, he's not playing at the same level that he used to be. Then, yes, you would have gotten that reaction. But because he's humble enough to take a pay cut, knowing that his tenure for real for real is almost up, and he's really not going to get as much money as if he were to go to another team than staying here, I can respect that. And I love that. He wanted to stay with the team that traded for him, the team that he won the Super Bowl with. I think that's one of the coolest things ever. I agree. Peters is a stud. We all know he's been there how many years now? Like oh, my goodness. I mean, he protects the blind side of Carson Wentz. And yes. That's going to be key this year. I can still remember that Washington Redskins game in Chip Kelly's first year, and Chris Baker laid out Nick Foles after that interception. And I can still remember Jason Peters going over there right and up. wanting to fight right. the yeah. entire Washington <laughs> yeah. bench. And that's I'm saying true. to myself, that's my bodyguard. <laughs> that's my bodyguard. He was, a, he was suspended a couple of games for that, too. Yes, he, he was. was pointing, yeah. He was calling everybody on that bench. Yo, he didn't care who yes, was. Man. He was going after Chris Baker. That's what you want out your lineman. Yeah. He is protecting you on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, let's. Let's drop from the Eagles for a little bit and let's talk about what went down yesterday. Oh no, let me <laughs> hey Chris, we we <laughs> so Chris I'm yesterday I'm at uh my choir rehearsal and Chris texts me at the end of it, you know, he just one word, Odell. Right. And I'm saying to myself, What's what, what what's what's wrong with Odell? So 
I, I pull out my phone. I'm, I'm looking at Twitter, and I'm like, no, they didn't. The New York Giants trade Odell Beckham Jr. to the Browns. This, Listen, guys, <laughs> this is what every Cleveland fan woke up to. This is, this is how they woke up. Uh, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. <laughs> That's what they woke up to. Yeah, man. Cleveland's How do you not? Crazy, they weren't. Man. They weren't saying alcohol. They were saying, and Jarvis, <laughs> and Odell, Kareem Hunt, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. What? Oh, uh, but let's talk about that trade. Uh, who, who do you think really won in that trade, though? Oh, clearly the Browns. Let's, let's think about it, though. Let's think about it. The Giants got rid of a locker room problem. We've known he's been a locker room problem for a while. And what'd they get? A first and third round and pick third. and Jabril Peppers. The, the Giants got mm-hmm. in exchange. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, but here's the thing. What are you going to do with that first and second round draft pick? Like, what are you honestly going to do with it? That's the question. Hey, that... It, it's, okay, sure. That it, remains it, holds, it holds value, but what do you what are you really gonna do with that? It's a lottery it, see, that first and second round draft pick holds just as much value as a player you drafted with. So I'm not saying, you know, I, I do now, me personally, I do think draft picks are important. I think they're like gold. I think they're precious because that's potential that you're drafting. But let's be honest here, did they really lose did the are the Browns really losing anything? I mean, their, their draft track record isn't that good. Let's no, be honest. Right. Let's look at the history of quarterbacks that they have. Yeah. So let's be honest. <laughs> draft picks ain't ain't really worth that much to them. Mm-hmm. So for them to get to get a quality player that you know, you know is going to produce. That I think that definitely equals out. I personally think that no one lost this trade. I think they both won, and I'll tell you why. Looking from a Cleveland perspective. When I was talking about in the last segment about, you know, having your whole offense have have different they come at you in different ways, you know, mm-hmm. different skill sets. There's a only a handful of superstar receivers in this league. Odell Beckham Jr. is one of them. Um, maybe a once in a generational talent with his skill set. You add him to a, a court with Jarvis in the slot, mm-hmm. Antonio Callaway taking mm-hmm. the top off, mm-hmm. and then you've got a stud tight end again and J- David Njoku, underrated tight end, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, I mean that offense is gonna be lethal. Plus how long Cleveland's waited to be good. Yes. You know, yes. The fans needed something. The GM finally said, you know what, John Dorsey? He says, let's go out and make this thing Cleveland happen. Right? Is, Cleveland is no longer the bottom feeder at the NFL Never. anymore. They got a legit shot of winning that division next year. Yes, they do. From a giant perspective, real quick, from a giant perspective, mm-hmm. their team— We'll have a conversation about this. Their yes. team—and I, I see what your point was, how, how you're saying Cleveland won this trade. I think from a giant perspective, if they had some solid pieces, you know— Couple pieces on defense, couple pieces on offense. Right. This they probably would have lost this trade, but the fact that they don't really have much all over, they got away, got rid of Olivia Vernon, trade Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Landon Collins is gone. Mm-hmm. The quarterback. I mean, Eli's only got me. I, I thought he was done a couple years ago. I mean, he's still going. So, but, and see, that's that's my whole point right there. Like, that's that's the part that irritates me about the Giants. Right. You trade away, really, your best commod. Okay, one of your best commodities right. on offense and Odell Beckham. But instead, you keep Eli Manning, who we've seen. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that Eli Manning is fading every year right before our eyes. Yeah. 
Why not get rid of Eli? Why not keep that talent, draft a young quarterback to develop behind Eli? Right. And then when Eli, when you're finally ready to get rid of Eli, you have that young quarterback and you still have pieces around that young quarterback to help him progress, to help him move the offense forward. Mm-hmm. But instead, now you give you're basically blowing your offense up. You've basically put more pressure on Saquon Barkley. Oh, is 100%. It's exactly what you I, and did. I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. I agree with I understand what you're saying. But I disagree with you with one thing. And it's only because, say Odell stays on the Giants, right? Say they do draft, what, Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, whoever. They still got to go through Dallas, and they still got to go through us. And I don't think even with Dwayne Haskins, I know Odell Beckham Jr. on the team, they're better than the Eagles. No, they're or, not. Or even Dallas, in my opinion. So I think getting these draft picks, Andrew Bro Prepper's back there at safety. They're starting to build pieces. Now, obviously, they got to hit on these draft picks. But the guys, I'm saying, the first-round pick they're going to use, they could use anything. A guy that's going to plug it, like an offensive line, plug in there, use it for 12 years. You know, just they need some key pieces. I think even if keeping Odell Beckham Jr., even if keeping Eli Manning, like keeping Eli Manning right now, we all know. What's the problem now? Oh, we got breaking news. We got breaking news. Five-time Pro Bowl safety, Eric Berry. Wow. Eric Berry. Wow. Mm. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you were saying, Max. I'm sorry. I just think that... From from both sides of this, the Giants especially, you know, we all hate the Giants. But from, I think it's, I just think that Jarrell Peppers is going to get. He's young, obviously, and he's a super talented safety. And then using these first and third round picks to get maybe an offensive line, maybe a linebacker. You know, you get two solid guys that are going to be in your rotation for for the future. I, I think it's I think it's a good move. Now, obviously, you don't win Super Bowls, you don't make playoff appearances if you don't have a quarterback. Yep. And I think David Gettleman, the GM of the Giants, or GM of the Giants, knows that. You know, so. I think he's not the smartest person in the world right this now. This year, the quarter, in my opinion, the quarterback class is a bunch of okay, average quarterbacks. And you're right. right. Kyler Murray, I don't think I know everybody's kind of high on him. I just don't think he's going to live up to the height. And I saw Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State last season. He had some games where he looked like a legit quarterback in the NFL, but he also had some games where he looked like man, he's still young and he just like any other quarterback coming out needs now, to improve. Now, see me. My opinion on Dwayne Haskins is, see, that's one of those quarterbacks where you can't just draft and expect him to be ready. That's one of those quarterbacks you that have to develop. you have to develop. Right. Same thing with, I don't believe there's ever any bad drafts. I just believe that if you sit that player down, if you develop him the right way, put him in the right system, put him in a position where he can make plays and play to his strengths, then you have a successful draft pick. But if you try to fit a square peg into a round hole, of course it's not going to work out. All right. Then back to what you were saying about the Giants, and I don't know what in the world Gettleman is doing because that you know now it goes to the next point. You let Landon Collins go, and allow him to sign with an NFC East rival at top of that. That, that was stupid. Not oh, even trading him the last deadline. They didn't trade him. Right. I mean, they could have got a piece for him or two. Oh, by the way, um, Washington, you overpaid for him. Okay, you overpaid for an over the box safety in the box safety. Okay. Don't get don't get excited. Pipe 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 down a little bit. Yeah. I'm just saying. They also have Case Keem at quarterback, so you know they're <laughs> <laughs> they'd be losing a lot for the foreseeable future. The second best quarterback mm. in the league. No, we're not. <laughs> did, what did you just say? <laughs> what did you just say? You heard me. Don't do don't go there. Please don't. Do, Please. Don't go oh, where? Geez. Don't don't. I'm not. Please, no. I, we're not going in that direction. I, I mean, refuse to allow this show to go in that direction. I today. mean, it yeah, was but, all Chris Long's fault that he didn't win yeah, a Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but what we got going on right now in Cleveland is sort of like a fantasy team right now. We got Jarvis and Odell on the same team. And I agree. LSU teammates. <laughs> I agree. And I, I honestly, I agree with that statement. And I'm going to tell you why. 
once again, I'm going to go back to the dream team segment. Okay, you, you bring in a bunch of players who are highly skilled at their position. That's fine. But now are they going to be cohesive together? Are they going to work together? Are they going to be able to have that chemistry? Because it's one thing to bring a bunch of superstars together, but you're bringing together superstars who are used to being the guy. Is Beckham going to be cool with Chubb getting some runs instead of him getting the ball? Or right. Jarvis Landry getting the, getting the ball right. instead of... Instead I'll tell you the answer right now. No, he's no. not going to be happy at all. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I, I was about to say, no. That's how he's wired. He's they wired also that way. got Kareem Hunt going on, too. And you, and you still have Kareem Hunt in Cleveland. Right. Who's going to come back for you at the second half of the David season? David Njoku. I mean... The one good thing about this is Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are best friends. Yeah. yeah. So I think... If, as long as they're having fun, you know, and winning, we all know winning cures everything. That division is going to be, you know, worse next year. Baltimore is not the same team. Cincinnati has never been good ever in their whole existence. And <laughs> Pittsburgh, you know, they lost Ooh. Bell and Brown. Wow. So, Oh, speaking of Baltimore, um, I seen this a couple hours ago. Um, they signed Earl Thomas and right. Mark Ingram. So mm-hmm. now basically the Ravens got their read back. Yeah, Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a yeah. nice that's a nice pickup. And yeah. they got their running back to help out Lamar Jackson in that backfield. That's a nice. That's I, I like it. Those, those are two good moves right there. I think. Yeah, I agree. Lamar Jackson needs that that running. I mean, Lamar Jackson, we all know, can run the ball. Yes. And, and they need, he needs some weapons around him. Mark Ingram's a proven solid running back throughout his whole career. Um, you know, last year they were using, you know, Buck Allen a little bit. They were using uh, Gus Edwards, you know, kind of guys that, you know, trying them out. Kind of how we did last year with Josh Adams and all mm-hmm. seeing how they would fit. But I think now they got a proven running back. Um, it, it can only help out them. Um, and also, this came to me early, super early this morning, like maybe around 1 o'clock in the morning. And I kind of didn't want to believe it because, like, once again, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm tired, and I just want to go to sleep. But it looks like from what I've seen in the early mornings that Le'Veon Bell has decided to a, go with the New York Jets. A Jet. And what was it, $52, 53000000 million over four years? Wasn't actually a terrible, terrible deal. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it was more. Yeah. Not saying it was team friendly. Not saying it was, I was team about friendly. To say, yeah, yeah. I personally expected just more money. Really, I did. That's even still. That's that's hefty for me because once again, while Le'Veon Bell, in my opinion, is the best running back in the NFL. I agree. That's still a lot of money for a running back. Mm-hmm. In my per- my personal opinion, best He's, running back in the game in his prime, though you got to think about that. That's true, but that's still a running back. That's still a running back. That's a position where I can. I'm not saying I can replace Le'Veon Bell with anybody, but running backs are a dime a dozen, yeah. like kickers and punters. Sorry, kickers and punters. I he, have no respect for y'all. He is. <laughs> re- he is really. I do feel like he's really betting on himself because, really, how good do we think the Jets are going to be? Not that great. Mm. Yeah, like they got a few pickups. They but did. Nothing. They got. They improved right. to this to this point in the offseason. Yeah. They definitely improved. I I just feel like he's really betting on himself. Right. Because, he's betting on himself because you know. Because basically, all right, he's, all right, Tyre. Basically, he's going to be the. I'm offense. sorry. What, what, I what? think. What do you? I'm sorry. Well, the Jets got CJ Mosley. <sighs> CJ Mosley. They had, they had Anthony Anderson. Barr for about an hour and a half. Yeah, Anthony Barr back down. <laughs> Wait a second. Did I agree to the Jets? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. Uh, no. My man's, my man's tenure with the Jets was shorter than Frank Gore's tenure with the Eagles. Yeah. That's all I got to say. You used that joke last week. Yeah, I don't care. I'm using it again because it was funny. <laughs> because Max wasn't here, that's fine. No, but now, <laughs> Dog right. now we're seeing that these two, the most dramatic free agents out yeah. right now, were Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, but they both – Finally signed somewhere, Antonio Brown with the mm-hmm. Raiders. Mm-hmm. Well, Antonio Brown was, Antonio Brown was traded, that. right? Yes. Yeah, he was okay. traded. Now let's. let's talk I know about that's that. definitely that's definitely going to get a reaction out of me. Um, third and 
Third and fifth, right? Third yep, and fifth. Third and fifth. Chris, me and you, when the trade went down, was going at it. So I want you to start this off. Because me and you well, are. Well, oh, yeah, let's see here. Chris, what side are you on on this? You like the Raiders' decision or you like the Pittsburgh decision here? Man, Pittsburgh got ripped off. Pittsburgh had really <laughs> no choice, though. I know they had no choice, but you can squeeze more than a third and a fifth for Antonio Brown. And right, right. But right. what you got to understand, Antonio Brown hurt them with his antics. What you got to understand <sighs> is look, he's a 31 year old wide receiver at the end of the day. And number two, also, look at the track record of what happens to players when they typically leave Pittsburgh. The system yeah. helps them. So let's say Antonio Brown. I'm not saying you go from having a Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger to Derek Carr, and that's and that's another difference too. And then on top of that, once again, the social media antics that hurt him. Team, now he's a problem. He's looked at as a problem in the locker room. He's looked at as a drama queen. Do you really want to bring that into an, a I'm locker just, room environment? Right. For I, that kind of okay, for, yeah, for that no. huge price, I just feel like they. I mean, I get what you're saying. At that point, I guess they were just kind of like, yeah, just take them, type yeah. of thing. But man, you, you, I feel like you could have asked for some more. Like, I agree with, I agree on. with that. Third and fifth round for Antonio Brown. This, Antonio, I know he's 31. It's Antonio Brown. Yeah, but uh, I understand what T's saying. He's kind of killing his value. You, I mean, yeah. on, he was on ESPN yeah. saying teams have to follow by his rules. Who is he to... I just don't... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. I, a player is never going to be above a right. team. Come on. Never. Well, they did train him in Buffalo. And, and, then, like and, then, they, and, and then he said he doesn't is, have to play football. That is but pretty now, bad. What's this guy doing? He's gonna, what, he's going to go work at Wawa or something? Right. <laughs> that's, that's, come on. That's true. Nah, nah, Sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me... Some of, like Tanner was saying, the things he was saying... Ridiculous. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to bring that into my locker room. I don't care how talented you are, especially if I've built I've built I, my team. I think you would on chemistry a little bit. If I, they were, if it, it would honestly, honestly, yeah, you're right. Honestly, if, I would. If you, if, I would love that kind of talent on the Eagles. All right, here, I'm gonna set up a scenario for you. The okay. goat, Nick Foles. Oh my <laughs> lord! Walks in. Here we go with the. Attitude of Antonio Brown, but uh, he's still go. the goat. Nick one's Foles. a goat, and one's name's Tom Brady. Yes, that was from last week. Listen, yeah, anything th- you guys say will I don't can stand be used for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> one's a goat, and one's name's Tom Brady. It's one of the <laughs> most idiotic comments I've ever heard. Go ahead, Chris. That is no, no, because if you got a guy walking in, he's the best at his position. He's acting like that, but he gets you thirteen wins. Do you, I mean, I, I it's a made up scenario, but would you care, really? Yeah, I would. Because he backed it up. He's he's got thirteen wins. Right. But that's the thing, though. Like, okay, what if all of a sudden things aren't going smooth? So now all of a sudden you gonna go straight to the media and express your opinion instead? You need to come talk to the team leaders. Talk talk to the coach. Talk to somebody within the organization. Yeah. Don't start talking on social media. Right. That's only going to get you in trouble. Okay, right. the social media thing, I do agree Things with you. Things in Pittsburgh could have been taken care of much better than they were with Mike Tomlin, Big Ben, Antonio, yeah. even Le'Veon Bell. Yes. I just have a question for Chris real quick. Do you think AB gives Oakland 13 wins? Uh, is that mm. what we're hearing? <laughs> I just want to make sure I heard I'm, that right. I'm going to go with... Was this their last season in Oakland? You know what? If I had to give it a good guess, I'll give it... 
I'll give him six wins. Yeah. Right. I agree <laughs> with that. That's solid. Yeah. Six wins, yeah. I, 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 That's a stretch. Yeah. I, look, I want to give him some props, but, I mean, John Gruden's also a – he's also John Gruden. Yeah. yeah. His concepts are old school, and, you know, he likes what he likes. And as you can see, he has a favorable opinion, a favorable opinion towards older players. And that's going to catch up to you because in the NFL, it's really a young man's league. He also weirdly doesn't like, you know, good defensive players. Right, Khalil Mack. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, – how'd that work out for you? Still, That'll probably haunt him. Forever. I still do, can't wrap my head around that That's, one. Yeah, uh, that was – that was uh, that trade still befuddles mm. me. The Amari Cooper trade really befuddles me because that's a, that's a stud mm. wide receiver. Well, and he's only, what, 25, 26 years old? If you're thinking about it well, now, though. Well, I also feel you like... you got Antonio Brown, but he's right. 31. I, okay, yeah. But you get I, six more years of Amari I, Cooper. I feel oh, like, by, oh, by the way, the Cowboys only re-signed their fullback. Woo! <laughs> yeah. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> well, yeah. no, but, but with the Amari Cooper deal, I feel like that was... I mean, it's not favorable for Oakland, obviously, but I feel like that was less of a stupid move by Oakland, but more of a good move by Dallas, you know? I, I don't want to pl- the the Khalil Mack trade is I feel like purely on Oakland that was really stupid the Amari Cooper trade what I'm just trying to say is I feel like that was just a great deal by Dallas I agree yeah. I mean I mean so, it helped them into the playoffs especially oh, yeah. when he it came did. yeah he it did he really he it really did. fit it, in really it helped well. their offense tremendously because you couldn't stack the box but now. Cole Beasley going ahead and signing who did Cole Beasley sign with Buffalo Buffalo he signs with Buffalo with John Brown. Now you only have one receiver. Now I only got to worry about one receiver and one running back. I'm gonna be honest with you, Dak doesn't scare me. No. Hey, what about um that tight end that came back to the game? Eh. Wait, <laughs> wait, eh. Jason Witten? Eh. Oh, about as slow as molasses. He figured he's better on the field than in the booth. So, <laughs> listen, Jason Witten. <laughs> as much as you guys laugh at Jason Witten, I think it's Dak Prescott's security blank, and I think he's gonna have a, a good season. He's, ah, yes, a nice dump off to Jason Witten. That sounds. Hey, all you gotta do is move the, move the sticks, man. All, yeah, it's funny sticks. to me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke. But this, uh, no, yeah, okay, I'm not not really inspired by the Cowboys. I'm just not. No, I don't, I'm not either. I, I don't think any. I what did, what did they get from their tight end position last year? A bunch of injuries. That's what they got from their tight end position <laughs> yep. last year. At least yep. they got consistent. they got Jarwin. Yeah. 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 Jarwin or uh, Jason Witten, Hall of Famer. But the thing with us drafting Dallas Goddard really back to that was kind of in spite, really just despite the Cowboys. They wanted that. They wanted that tight end, which was and we, hilarious. You know, and we got him instead. We got him. His name's Dallas in <laughs> Dallas. It was kind of just the thing. But then they they went and got Van Der Esch. I'd rather have Van Der Esch. Right. Yeah. And yeah, but do you of, really? Let's, I think let's, yes. let's, right now. Just, right now just remember, guys, we're only this is only the first season of seeing both of them in the NFL. Right, so it's happen. still, you know, yeah, Van Der Esch, he looked great. I mean, he really looked good. Really we just great. got we lost Jordan Hicks, put Van Der Esch on our team and take right. Goddard off. And, I mean, man, we're right. You're saying better. that now, but what happens if you see Van Der Esch all of a sudden blow a coverage? Mm. All of a sudden, you see him missing in his gap. That he had a great it's season. One rookie, time, man. It's two times. Listen, I would agree with you if Zach Ertz was 36 years old, but he's not. <laughs> I mean, we, we we don't we we don't really. I'm not saying Goddard's not a good player. I'm just saying we don't. We would we would definitely be better off with Van Der Esch on our team than we would have Goddard at this point in time. 
Let's hire and look and look at his <laughs> and look at Goddard's stats too. It's yeah, subpar at best. Yeah, but, but another thing that you got to understand is that I mean we didn't have any deep threats, so you know anything in the middle of the field was really congested with linebackers and safeties. Because let's be honest, teams weren't scared of us throwing deep because we weren't throwing deep like that. Well, Goddard didn't really get a lot of playing time because no. he kind of is the same player as Ertz is in a way. Not really. I mean, God is more of a a traditional old school tight end where he can pass and well pass catch and block, but where Ertz is more or less a receiver. Yeah, but we really only used end. that one tight end, set, especially last year. I never, I rarely saw this. Year. I mean, if if our off offense was two tight end sets or it included two tight end sets, it's a Honest, different story. See, honestly, it was more two tight end than you guys realize because if you guys and I can show you guys clips when they would line up Ertz in the slot. And Goddard would be in the part of the offensive line in line. So there's times where they have implemented two tight end sets. They mostly did it towards the end of the year, but they have they are they were starting to use more two tight end sets towards the end of the year. I just think you can't. What your point was with you know making sure Dallas didn't get Dallas Goddard. I, right. You can't. I don't think you can think that way. I think you got to think more well, like how do we improve our team? Yeah. You know, give Dallas Goddard to Dallas. Okay, they got a tight end. But we need a, a, not Van Der Esch, for example, just would have been a solid plug. Him and Bradham next to each other. I mean, that would but be... would he have developed the same way? See that it. Sean Lee right was there. out with an injury, right? Right. And that's yep. what. That's what right he got there. Hit the nail on the head. We don't have those type of linebackers like Sean Lee. I mean, right. Bradham is good for us, but Sean Lee is. Dude's a talented run, linebacker. Whatever you want to say about his injury history. So, and yeah, would he have developed the same? I think he would have developed the same. I, th- I mean, yeah, Sean Lee, but we all know Sean Lee. Sean Lee gets hurt every year. How many games? How many seasons have you watched football? Has Sean Lee played like twelve games ever in his career? Probably not. No. So the developmental process—that's all coaching. I think Narco, we have great coaches. I think he would have developed the same as as he has in Dallas. Now, this is never, this is just hypothetically thinking. Now, obviously, Van Der Esch probably will not be part of our team for yeah. obviously the near future, no. foreseeable future. But um, I don't know. Just my personal opinion with Goddard. Um, and, and again, this kind of just came up, but no one's really been talking about this a lot with Goddard in general, you know? You're not hearing any shows talking about, oh, Goddard, you know, how, how the year he had. I guess because he kind of flew under the radar and he, he didn't did. get a lot of playing time, but... I think this is the year where he's going to break out. I hope so. I really do. Now, I know this subject is still tough for y'all to, you know, comprehend and understand, but I, I really wish you guys would get over it, to be honest with you, but... Don't say it. Uh, but it's actually official. No. What? What's official? No. Nick Foles to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is shout out to Nick Foles. Nick Foles, we love you. I love what you brought to the team. The good time made us laugh. It's time to go. That's enough of that. All right. Um, this man's Nick, making bank I, now. I just, I just want to clarify something. We minus Tyre miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I'm not going to miss him. All I'm saying is you guys value him way too much. And you, you didn't say his name properly. It's Nicholas Goat. <laughs> just one's a goat. And one's this a is you. Ne- I'm t- uh, that was that was Tanner actually. Yeah, but, but why do y'all insist on calling him a goat? I mean, the, all right, well, the statue speaks for itself. Yeah, he's a Philly goat. The statue speaks for itself. That's all I got to say. Let's hear, uh, you want Philly Philly? <laughs> I ain't got that drop yet. He, but, <laughs> but, but, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. 
I'm, I'm going to miss Nick Foles, and I'm going to miss what he brought to the team. He was a security blanket for Carson Wentz in case Carson Wentz got hurt. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to be honest with you. I, don't know. I think Carson was a security blanket for Nick Foles. <laughs> Just... <laughs> no, but seriously, good for Nick Foles. <laughs> 50 million guaranteed money from Jacksonville. Yeah, that's an, that's an 88 mil Just... four year contract. That's, 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 that's not true. That's, that's a goat contract. <laughs> Yeah, they're paying him based off of his previous two years, which is fine. But I look at the entire picture. I, I Has have, he done anything outside of the city of Philadelphia? Right, I know what yeah, you're saying. I was, I was about to say that. I'm a little nervous for him personally, just because outside Philly, he's right, not performed. With the performed. Chiefs and the Rams, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Is, the Rams, is, that's Jeff Fisher's fault. Okay, I don't even count that. <laughs> the good news about this is we don't have to see him for three, four years down the road. You know, we just played him in London last year. He's in the AFC. The only time we see him maybe in the Super Bowl. I ain't scared of Nick Foles. But, uh, no, I'm just saying, oh, we got to root against yes, him, you know? I, don't, I ain't scared of um, But now we, uh, all hands, uh, all hands on deck for once I'm here. not scared of Nick Foles. You should be. <laughs> he's, got, he's got ice in his veins, dude. Are we all optimistic on Carson Wentz coming back healthy? No. No. I think we I need actually, uh, another veteran quarterback back there, maybe second string which, competing with Nate. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the problem who, with that is the backup the backup quarterback market is pretty dry. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, he went back to the Saints. Um, who did Tyrod Taylor sign with? I've Ty, seen that. Ty, I, I got look, Fitzmagic still out there I, on the board. Yeah, but he doesn't inspire Ty me. Tyrod to oh, Chargers. Yeah, ah, Chargers. He, okay, so he goes to be Phillip Rivers' backup. Go get Colin Kaepernick. Mm. Mm. No, no, Fitzmagic. We got... Dude. We got Josh McCown. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick or Josh oh, McCown? Oh, oh. RG3. Ooh, there you go. Man. That's a good one. That yeah. one I'm interested in. Max, you giving me a look. RG3? Geno Smith? I haven't seen RG3 no. be good Smith. since Brock no. Osweiler? No. <laughs> Josh Johnson? Oh, my gosh. Hey, what what's wrong with Brock Osweiler? He can throw an interception better than any. <laughs> wait, wait, Nate Peterman. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you like that, Nate. <laughs> You guys would all be in favor if we signed RG3 as a backup quarterback. Yeah, I've, I've, I've yeah. always liked the way What RG3, makes you think that's a good idea? I've always liked that. the way he plays. He, I haven't seen it's, him. Except he it, hurts himself too much. Well, yeah, playing. I haven't I seen think, him play what, well since he's 12. Right. Well, none of us that's are like, it. let's go get RG3. Right. It's just what is available to us. On the board? I'm going to take him over Brock Osweiler. Would you take him over Fitzpatrick? Yeah, I would. No. Yes, I would. I want some Fitzmagic on this team, dude. Fitzpatrick would be fine. We already had some St. Nicholas magic. See, I see a pattern with y'all. Y'all like magic. Like, y'all like magical Myth- mythical things to Dude. happen. I'm not one of those guys. I'm a no. I'm a. Geez, someone didn't like. The Disney only thing movies. for me is I saw Fitzpatrick do well and have success last year, and I haven't seen RG three do well in like eight years. Well, maybe in the beginning of the season, Fitzmagic was doing all right. Yeah, but it, 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 Winston came back, and then Winston was terrible, and Fitzpatrick came what, in for they a game both or two. Threw like four picks that one game. So. I'm just saying, you saw him have success in the NFL last season. You okay. haven't had, you haven't he seen RG three success. Well, had success in the NFL well, in eight years. All these guys, do you trust them more than Nate Sudfeld? Mm. No, be only no, because I do not. Nate Sudfeld's been here. Yeah, I agree. But that's, what have you seen of Nate Sudfeld? I'm a film room guy. I like to watch film. I don't care too too much about stats. All right. But I like to see with my own physical eyes what you're capable of. Well, Hopefully, last we, we never saw of him was against the Redskins that last season game. Yeah, right. But, well, yeah, we never really saw any of them. Hopefully, we don't because once is healthy. But you know, right. Um, 
I don't. That's why I think it is important for us to bring in a backup quarterback to help push Sudfeld if he should be the right, guy supposed to be backing up Carson Wentz. Right. But um, no, not if it has to do anything with Fitzpatrick. I want nothing to do with Fitzpatrick. But we still do need that third guy in there just in case. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I think we should definitely get a third guy. I just don't want it to be Fitzpatrick. Uh, too bad. <laughs> and, and how expensive really is RG3? He won't be that expensive because right. he didn't hardly really do anything with Baltimore. Right. So he's he's really going to come cheap. He, yeah, he was really just a locker room guy, was yeah, he? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, then, well... Since we're on the topic of free agents and who's mm-hmm. still available, we got a couple of running backs still out there. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's a free agent? Yep. I'll take wow. Tevin Coleman. I'll he's, definitely he's take Tevin player. Coleman. I know, I know what's CJ reports out Anderson, there. Anderson, Spencer Ware, LeGarrette Blount, mm. Doug Martin, Ty Montgomery. So the only, Just a few guys. Well, only, J.J. and Darren Sproles, obviously. But. Yeah. And the only one that moves me is Tevin Coleman. Yeah. I don't... Uh, Ajayi, Ajayi, as much as I, I liked him, I like his running style. He runs reckless. It, I, but his, his, his injuries I, concern I've, me. I've always had a bad taste in my mouth about Ajayi. I just, I never was like, yeah, we got Ajayi. I was kind of like, yeah, all right. I was a little shocked I was, when we got him. I, I, got I was, him. I was so shocked. Cheap. I was shocked, too. But, but he definitely, I never you can't say like, he didn't help. No, yeah, he right. helped. He came in against the Broncos, and right away he got his first touchdown. Yes. Year and he was producing. But... Back to Tevin Coleman. I think he's the most realistic yeah. choice we got. I would go get Tevin Coleman right yeah. now. I would right go, now? go get yeah. him right now. Yeah, we, I, Let's call him up. We got a phone here. Tevin, <laughs> like, yeah, Tevin come to Philly. Like, I don't think do we really job. needed like, a big <laughs> guy. <laughs> I don't think we really needed like a big guy like Le'Veon out here. I think no. we need some, nah. I think some Coleman sort of rotation fits the wise. scheme. I think he fits what we do right. here. Yeah, three downs. Pass, catch him back. Catch passes out of backfield. He's a good running. Blocker. He can block a little bit, too. I mean, he had... What he played a lot for Devontae last year. Devontae Freeman in yeah. Atlanta, he was hurt, banged up. So I think it would be a great move if we got him on. So as long as the price is right, maybe get him yeah. and also LeGarrette. Have them see, I, sort of tandem. I'm a blunt. Okay. See, I like LeGarrette Blunt because he's the type of running back that I really, really covet and love. I love right. those big, huge bruisers who's right just going to run through you. Yep. He's not one of those shake and bake guys. He ain't going to try to make you look foolish. No, he's going to make you look absolutely atrocious and just run you over. So, I I love that guy, but but what? LeGarrette Blunt's like what thirty two, thirty three at this yeah, point. Something like that. I mean, how much how much more trade on the tires does he have at this point? That's. I think if we got LeGarrette Blunt, if we got a report right now that says Eagles signed LeGarrette Blunt to a one year, what like three million dollar contract. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Be fine with it. You know? I honestly wouldn't have a problem with that at that price. You're but how much? Me. But how much trade is left on those tires? Well, you're obviously not going to use them as a twelve carry a game back but you know goal line carries has been a specialty put him down there in the goal line just punch it in he's 32 it's still that's still like ancient for running backs i'm just saying it is but hey ap just got resigned earlier today yeah yeah that's yeah that's interesting i didn't think he was gonna go back to the redskins here to die that's well mm. good i mean they got like a 37 year old ap and a case keenum should be two wins for the next couple years yeah but adrian peterson's still that man I yeah, mean, he, but, he burnt this on one run <laughs> that one game. Yeah, I'm sure I was at that game. It was, that, it was not fun. That game still, that run but, still irritated me. Remember that Mark Sanchez came in and everybody was like, <laughs> "Yeah, sorry, uh, Mark Sanchez." Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's a. Bad and are we done with wide receivers getting them since we got Deshaun? I think so, only because there Kept isn't Nelson. a lot of options out there, is there? I mean, well, there's well, obviously Golden Tate. 
There's one that I was really interested in that was released. Mm-hmm. Michael Crabtree. Mm. Crabtree's oh. been a good player his right. whole career. Yeah. I, see, I, th- I don't know if it was a cap problem. We got Demarius Thomas out there, Dante Moncrief. See, but that's the thing, though. I think we're done with wide receivers because we've allocated so much money to wide receivers. We pray in Alshon. Um, Nelson Aguilar is coming back on that $9.5 million, and we still got Deshaun. I honestly think we're done with receivers. Who's a better player, Nelson Aguilar or Randall Cobb? Oh. Mm. Mm. He's a free agent. Mm. I'm just saying, Randall Cobb's. I just got an update, actually. Don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead, go ahead. Teddy Bridgewater isn't officially back with the Saints. He's actually visiting the Dolphins right now. Ah, so wow. Teddy Bridgewater's still out there. Nice. Um, Howie Roseman, do you think? Very politely <laughs> kidnap him. He's going to want a lot more money. Yeah, and, and then the Dolphins see, are getting rid of. I mean, with the signing of Teddy Bridgewater, Dolphins are going to part ways with Tannehill. So they're going to make him the starter. Met. Yeah, I, I, yeah. That'd be interesting. Wow. You know, things with the Dolphins and Tannehill weren't really working out. The span of his time there, he wasn't, I mean, he was injured for mm-hmm. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And now another team can possibly get a shot at Tannehill. What? Well, maybe, I'm thinking maybe the Buccaneers need to part ways with Jameis Winston as well. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, but if you part ways with him, what do you, see, it's one thing to say you're going to part, part ways, ways, ways with somebody, straight, right. or, but what are you going to do to replace that? Right. I mean, that's fine. That's fine that you, you know, you're looking to upgrade a position, but how are you going to do it? How are you going to execute it? Because, like Max said earlier in the show, it's the quarterback class this year isn't really that special, and it's really a class that you really need to sit those guys down and develop them, not just throw them out there to the Wolves. Someone's going to do it. Oh, you know somebody's going to do it. Don't, who's the other option besides Jameis Winston in, in Tampa Bay, honestly, that that could start over him? I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, as, as we just, you know, Found out maybe the Dolphins, but Tannehill or, or Jameis Winston, I don't know, man. A toss up, they're both kind of eh, you know. There's yeah. no really like okay, that guy's a lot better yeah, than Jameis Winston. Right. Let's go get him. All right. I mean, unless unless all Tannehill really needed was a change of scenery, which sometimes that's what players need. Sometimes players just honestly just need to change cities, change teams, change environment. Tannehill's and, had, he had a he's been okay. I mean, we've we've seen him be like okay, Tannehill's he yeah, looks like he, a good quarterback, yeah, an okay quarterback he, he, in this yeah, league. Yeah, he's has those moments where he okay, you're a decent quarterback, right. you're worth the first round pick. And this times we're like, eh, what are you doing? Right. Like, what was you looking? I at? just remember him back in 2015 when when the Dolphins played Steelers in the playoffs. I mean, I know he wasn't he was hurt for that game, but he those couple maybe two seasons I think prior or leading up to that that playoff appearance for them. I know Matt Moore started. Mm-hmm. Um, that game, but he he had he got him to the playoffs that one season in a, as a wild card. So um, at least he's he's not him personally. He obviously didn't play in that game because of injury. But I mean, I've, I've seen I've seen signs of him being able to you know be at least productive in this league. Right, right. And back to the, the right, like we were talking about the Dolphins. Like, what have they done? They've gotten rid of Juice, mm. Ajayi. What have they done in that span in between to pick up players to mm-hmm. improve their team? Actually. Through draft, free agency, not much. No. So what are they doing? They're at a standstill. They really don't have anybody you can point to on a team and say, right. "Okay, and that they, guy's." They let like they let Danny the Amendola go too. Mm, yeah, but that once again that goes back to actually having a plan of how you're going to advance your franchise. You can't just get rid of players. Maybe the ownership's the problem then, or the, or the GM maybe because they really don't, and they've been kind of this way for a while. And I just feel like they're yeah, spinning the tires. They can't get get going anymore. Well, let's be honest here. Um, how much can you do in that division? Right. I know, but they've kind of been. The same. <laughs> it's not like they're falling off and tanking. Or they've kind of been that same five I mean, and they, eleven. They re-signed Devontae Parker, but yeah. that's 
Yeah, but who's going to toss him the ball? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. we were comparing, we were comparing, comparing Tannehill and Jameis Winston. And the thing with Jameis Winston is he's losing like his he's losing his confidence. He's gotten yeah. benched. Ryan Fitzpatrick went in there. Off the field issues as well. Did some yep. magic. Right. Yeah. He's. Well, now he's I head think, case, I think. I think. He, I think he also could benefit from a change of scenery. Right. And I honestly think he needs to go to a team that already has an established quarterback and just sit behind him, learn what it is to be a professional franchise quarterback. Because when he was drafted by Tampa Bay, he was the man, essentially. First overall pick. I mean, we, he had problems coming out of Florida State, though, yeah. too. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, obviously, Tampa Bay right, just said, it. we trust you. You know, I hope you develop and mature. And obviously, right. we haven't seen that yet. So All right. So it's that, like I said, it's one of those situations where you need to really, you know, sit a player down and develop him, and not just football wise, but personality and as a man. Mm-hmm. So it's, sadly, it's just one of those situations. Let's sneak some Sixers talking here yes. before we end the show real fast. Yep. Um, this Sixers team is now starting to concern me, even with him beat back. Really, it's starting to concern me. What do you it's, think of the yeah, bench? The bench is the problem. Oh, I mean, the that bench, game last the bench is a concerning. huge problem yeah. because you can't play starters, what, 40, 45-plus minutes. Definitely. It just can't happen. And it's, they're going to break down before the playoffs even begin if you keep playing them like that. You know who's been playing pretty well the last couple of nights, I've been realizing? James Ennis. Yeah. He's been getting James more minutes James, over Jonathan James Simmons. Ennis I think James up. Ennis could be a player, at least a, a role player, a bench piece coming off the bench um, towards the end of the season into the playoffs. Also, Zaire Smith's back. Um, I'm not saying he's going to get any playoff minutes, but at least he can incorporate them in the offense down the stretch. I mean – not in important games. I mean, every game down the stretch is important, but in the games where maybe we're up big or, um, you know, hopefully we're never down big, but, you know, get them in there, just get them a run or two. Right. And a player that all of us doubted, and we mentioned this last um, Mike last Scott. week, Mike Scott. I th- he's He had a big shot last night. Kozuma's got beat by the Cavs. He had a big right. three at the yes. that yeah, game. he's been pretty impressive. He has stepped up. Yeah. He, yeah, big he's been time. good. Boban's back. At least we're getting, you know, getting healthy now. Right. So. right. We're yeah. getting healthy, and that's the this is the perfect time of the year to get healthy. But this is also this also ain't the time of the year to start coasting. No, we got right. the Kings Friday night and then the uh, Bucks I think on Sunday, which will be a huge one. Yeah, um, and that's I think a three thirty start. So, well, I'm glad Embiid's back. And in the beginning of that Pacers game, his first game back, I was a little worried he wasn't playing the same way he was. But he got thirty three points, twelve boards. Yes, he he looked like the old Embiid. Right towards towards yeah, the second towards half. The, yeah, second half. Didn't have his best game last night, but again, did enough to get the job done. Right, yep, that's he, all we and that do. Put back slam he had towards the end uh, of the game. Yeah. I, I think big. at this point, it's, it's just him like getting his you know win back in his pipes because you know you sit out that long, you're not necessarily yeah. in game shape. I think right. things are starting to shake out now. Pacers are kind. Of, you know, we got we we beat the Pacers on Sunday. I'm hoping we can just. They got a tough schedule too. Coming they got a really tough Pacers. schedule. Yeah. I just I'm hoping we can leapfrog them officially and just kind of create a little bit of a gap maybe a two three game gap ahead of them within mm-hmm. the next you know week or two um and then celtics are just confusing i mean they got be by the clippers the other night they're very inconsistent I just don't... the celtics are a team that i feel like we need to prove that we can beat them yeah yeah for because, us to really be confident right because even though they're playing inconsistent we still haven't really beat them like that i just don't want to play them right. the fr- i want to lock up that three seed and not have to play them in the first round i'd rather play like a detroit or, or brooklyn in the first round you know kind of oh, have an yeah. easier matchup well mm-hmm. absolutely if we but, get that four or five matchup and you know some, for somehow Indiana remains third, I mean that's going to be you don't want to play the Celtics in the first round. Yeah, well, Indiana, tr- I definitely think they're dropping down because they're all their next the rest of their games. Oh yeah, they're all, all playoff teams. Yeah, all then they got that teams. big West Coast trip coming up. They got to go right. play Golden State. Yeah, a couple yeah. other teams out west. So I mean, um, all, all that's true. But once again, like I said a couple of weeks ago, you still got to end up playing the big dogs eventually if you're going to want to advance right, the playoffs. You, yeah, yeah. Right. I think we compete with them though. Milwaukee and Toronto. Yes. 
Nick Foles. <laughs> Love what you brought. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is true. I appreciate the Super Bowl that you brought, but it's time to move on, and it's time for us to end this show. Backstreet Sports. We'll be back. We appreciate the love and support. Next week, people. This is the place to be. Yes, you want is. your news Things for the week? Go down. Sports news for the week. This is the place to be. Yeah, Skip Bayless can kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs>